0: If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI, our first year in real estate. My name is Levi Lassick and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. And welcome to Passive Prospecting, YouTube for real estate. And we are, uh, well, today's a little off topic, I would say. Uh, Today's a little off topic because... We are going to be talking about health is wealth. And this is something that, uh, I mean, I think in order to enjoy your wealth, you have to have your health. And if you're not taking care of your health, then it's going to make every other aspect in your life very difficult. And I've experienced this firsthand from being uh, completely bedridden and disabled at 33 years old. And that was, I mean, seems like a lifetime ago, but that was just 10 years ago. But a little bit on the backstory of that and how that all, you know, was put into perspective for me and why, you know, health has become a focal point of my life and my journey. And if you struggle, you know, with things in your business right now, I mean, this is something that you want to do this check on yourself, I would say, is to make sure that your, your health is first and foremost, because you want a, a clean mind a clean body a clean spirit all of that to be able to help you perform in the tip top conditions that you're capable of doing in your work in your business and if you are struggling you know in your business then that might be the first place you start a lot of times we'll look for problems in our business but you know maybe we're missing something in our you know in our physical mental or spiritual being right there and so we want to evaluate that first and that that gets down to eating better sleeping better exercising uh, staying healthy and and uh, that way we can be the best we can be but for me you know growing up in stephenville texas very small country town you know, uh, very traditional way of life, and uh, which was really, you know, eat whatever. Uh, it was, but we would eat, uh, we grew up on uh, barbecue, brisket, you know, all that good stuff. I remember, uh, you know, we ate cereal, like cereal every morning for breakfast, but then, uh, I would eat lunch at school. And then my parents you know, my mom was a stay at home mom. She cooked every single meal. Like we never went out, never, ever went out except Sundays after church and we would, uh, eat pizza. We'd go to the pizza place. And that was our, our big dining out experience. And, uh, we just grew up in a very humble and I would say, uh, not a lot of money. <laughs> Let's just say that. So, I mean, all my shopping was done at garage sales for my clothes. I never had a brand new pair of shoes on the first day of school. Uh, everything that I did buy either came from my two older brothers or, you know, from garage sales. I remember that vividly on Saturday mornings. And sometimes that's what we would do if, uh, you know, to get back to school is we'd go to garage sales to, to get my, my new clothes for the year. And never went to a mall, never went uh, to a retail shopping store, (laughs) none of that. But otherwise, you know, we didn't really grow up on a lot of junk food, which is good, except for I would say cereal. I mean, I think cereal is a huge issue, but uh, we won't go down that rabbit hole necessarily. But, uh, you know, otherwise, I drink milk all the time. We would go through a gallon of milk a day. I I know that. But anyways, never really took much uh, into... um, Never took into consideration, but I. Whenever I was a teenager, I I did have really bad acne, and that started uh, plaguing me around fourteen. Could never really pinpoint what that was for, or you know why that happened. Now you know you fast forward and you move into uh, the military. When I left out, you know, out of high school, I went into the military, and of course, in the military, uh, that's there's not a lot of healthful food there either, especially whenever everything there is provided for free. So, you know, continue. I just, I grew up never even considering uh, nutrition, uh, my health, you know, anything like that. Just always ate whatever. Uh, You know, as soon as I was old enough, I mean, I loved drinking beer. That was always a, a, a fun thing for me to do. And that was the drink of choice, you know, especially in the early 20s um, in the military. It's like you got to go out and have some beers. But all of that, you know, it, I don't know if it really, it really snowed, started to take a turn is whenever I, I, you know, got deployed to Iraq. And, and still, even to that day, I was, you know, 24 years old at the time. I was still having some issues with acne. It wasn't as bad, but I was able to get it mostly under control. But, you know, when we got deployed to Iraq, Uh, that was something that, uh, you know, a very stressful environment. And again, we got over there and it was actually the best military food I'd ever eaten in my life because we had, (laughs) uh, civilians cooking for us, not military personnel. Uh, and so it was interesting because the, the civilians were contractors and they were paid quite a bit of money. You know, they're, um, I think their starting salaries over there were like $100,000 tax-free. So they were happy to be there just cooking up some meals for us. And so they made some amazing food. But I remember my mind over there, my mindset was uh, this could be be the last day of my life. So therefore, I'm just going to enjoy every single meal, which is not, uh, I would say, not a good way to look at things. Not a good way to... (laughs) Not a, not a good way to, uh, you know, I just, yeah, it's just not a good way to, to look at things. But, uh, I, they, the, the lunch guy really made these amazing burgers, these barbecue burgers. And I, so every day for lunch, sometimes dinner, because they were just so good. I mean, that's what, that was my go-to. I'd be like, Hey, let me get a, one of those barbecue burgers. He'd grill it up. I don't know his special barbecue sauce on there, big bun, uh, everything on there. So, and and I would go through there and probably get French fries to go with it. And at the end, uh, at the end of the chow hall, we had a ice cream station. I think it was Baskin Robbins or something, uh, you know, an ice cream station. And I would pretty much, I'm pretty sure eat ice cream every day. So, burger, fries, ice cream every day. And, you know, at 24, you're not really thinking about that sort of thing. And you're thinking uh, food is food, right? Um, you're not thinking about carbs or gluten or, uh, I don't know, ice cream, sugar, you know, fat, all of that stuff. You're just, I'm just not thinking of it, never even considered it. And, and so every day, burgers, fries, and ice cream. And because that's what I was thinking, I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this meal because it could be the last meal. Well, within about two months inside of country, that's whenever I started having really bad digestive issues. And so could it have been that? Um, possibly. Yep. Could have been stress. Sure. Environment. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, whenever we'd go out, if we didn't have access to the to the chow hall, then we had to eat our meals either. uh Meals ready to eat, MREs they call them, which are, uh, I don't believe any nutritional value at all whatsoever because that's something that can live on the shelf for 30 years. I mean, a lot of people put MREs in their bomb shelters or you know storage or things like that. I mean, the amount of preservatives and everything that goes into those to keep them edible for 25 years is uh, is amazing. So, but that was like a common meal especially out in the field in the military because it's in a little pack, fits in your backpack, and that was the go-to. It was it was made up of about 2000 calories, so if you only got to eat once a day, that meal ready to eat was there to serve as your full meal for the day. And it was always like a little entree kind of like spaghetti and meatballs or I don't know chicken soup or something in a little bag and and anyways you could heat it up and then it had extra something in there and then it always had a candy it was funny because we'd trade stuff you'd open up you know you'd open up your bag and then everybody would start trading stuff oh there was a bag of Skittles or pound cake or always a dessert in there so again if we're out and about that's what we had to live off of there either, but never even considered that never even thought about if that was healthy or not. It was just, that's what was given to us. And that's what was provided. Now, the other thing was, is before we deployed, I got about 10, maybe 12 vaccines in a row as well. I mean, we literally, they just lined us up and they put five or six in one arm, five or six in the other arm switched up arms because we got so many shots deploy. You know, uh, looking back now, could that have been something to do with it? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I I think what I found later on in my life was I'm I'm an uh, A blood type. Uh, A blood type is, if you've ever looked at blood type diet, that is the vegetarian uh, style diet. And so uh, we typically have lower stomach acid, lower immune systems, things like that. So just getting a whole lot of You know, vaccines at once Uh, could have compromised my immune system there as well. And, uh, but I I don't know. But I just know within a couple of months of being in Iraq, started to have, you know, digestive issues, started to mess with me. Went to see one of the military doctors there, and they were kind of like, ah, don't worry about it, no big deal. Allow me to take a quick break to remind you that we have very important links in the description below. If you want the full story of how we closed over 1 million in commissions our first year and over 2.3 million in commissions our second year, check out the first link. Also, you have the link to our number one Amazon bestselling book, Passive Prospecting. Last, if you enjoy this podcast and you're a giving person, leave a five-star review, please. Now back to the episode. All right, so I came home, you know, from after that, after a year, and I was still having problems on and off, in and out of remission. And then from there, it took about four years because I was also stubborn and, you know, a guy and military and everything like that. I didn't want to, I really didn't want to go to the doctor, but, um, and it would come and go. But by the, by about four years later, it got bad enough to where I finally went to see a doctor and got diagnosed and that's where uh, they did diagnose me with ulcerative colitis and ulcerative colitis is similar to Crohn's disease um, which is basically ulcers inside of your organs Uh, Crohn's disease affects you from the esophagus down to your small intestine and colitis is really concentrated in the large intestine so that's what I had was um, diagnosed with colitis okay well what does the doctor say Here's some medication. This is incurable. And you'll have this the rest of your life. That was the diagnosis. But uh, stay on this medication unless anything uh, progresses or becomes a problem. You let me know. But otherwise, here it is. Just take this medication forever and no cure. And guess what? Diet doesn't matter. That's what the doctors told me. Diet doesn't matter. And again, at this time, I'm like, all right, well, cool. Uh, (laughs) I guess sounds like a plan. That's it, and that's what I started to do. I was on medication and uh, you know it helped me here and there, not too much, um, again in and out of remission with the issues that I would have. And so uh, you know let me see what was that 2009, 2011, I believe, is whenever I met my yeah my ex-wife. Uh, so I met her, she well, actually we had met a few years earlier and uh, before I deployed, uh, really. And so, uh, but it'd been about five years since we had talked and we kind of reconnected. You know, Facebook was kind of coming around at that time, at least for me. Uh, 2009, I think 2010 is whenever I finally opened an account. And sure enough, you know how you find the, you find those old people, the old, old people hanging around. I don't mean old people, but I mean old contacts, I should say. And it was funny, this, uh, you know, this person that I'd met, Earlier and had a little uh, spent a little time with and then uh, we reconnected on Facebook and she was from Seattle and then you know we got together she moved down to the south at this time I was living in Louisiana because uh, I was with the pharmaceutical company at that time, working with the pharma company I'd just been promoted to the corporate office in Louisiana, so she moved to Louisiana, and this was the very first time I'd ever heard about natural Uh, food organic food (laughs) um, gluten uh, never even heard of that before and you know so of course her being from Seattle uh, she was into all of that stuff and started to teach me oh nope, I don't eat gluten so I was like okay well I guess I won't either wasn't a big deal to me I wasn't looking to cut it out but I know as soon as I cut it out I mean I felt better there's a reason why people don't typically eat lasagna and pizza for lunch you know Um, anybody ever say hey let's all go to lunch we're going to go to get some lasagna most people will say i know thank you that's a little too heavy for me well i just learned that was gluten (laughs) you know that's that's mainly gluten that's all that stuff that's binding in there and holding you down so it was um you know learn about all that and that's whenever I started to look at juicing and uh, eating better cleaning up my diet and things like that and from there I thought that I really got the biggest relief from uh, from the issues I was having uh, more so than the medication and eventually after about a year uh, about a year of just kind of eating clean and uh, juicing and other things and and I was able to get off of the medication And so I was able to maintain remission with my colitis until uh, 2013 so that worked for about two years and and then in 2013 all of a sudden I still can't really pinpoint what exactly happened but uh, just one day I got completely ill and I just knew something was off something was really bad and sure enough within two days later, I was in the hospital completely dehydrated, um, just in terrible shape. And then by the end of that month, I had lost 50 pounds in that one month. And that made me bedridden. It it disabled me. I was 33 years old and it just completely shot my body. And uh, next thing I know, I'm in the absolute worst pain in my life and every single day was just horrific and to lose that much weight inside of a month is extremely traumatic on your body and so you know I went to started to go to all these GI doctors again um, four different GI doctors and none of them could really get me better. They through the kitchen sink at me with medications, uh, steroids, IV antibiotics, multiple hospital stays. And it was just nothing could get me better. And uh, so they were, you know, they were like, okay, keep putting you on this medication, this one, this one, this one. It got to the point to where their next recommendation was to put me on Remicade, which Remicade is a low dose chemo drug. Now, and they and I remember the one doctor specifically said, now, if this doesn't work, though, we're probably going to need to remove your colon. And that, that, that will cure you. If we remove your entire colon, that will cure you. And I'm like, well, <laughs> how do I go to the bathroom? Well, we'll just give you a little baggy, uh, a little colostomy bag. So that just sits outside your stomach, uh, which is nice. And that's it. You know, yeah. Uh, for the rest of your life, you'll have that. Of course, that's irreversible surgery right there so it was like holy cow well hopefully this low-grade chemotherapy will work but the interesting thing about that was is I had to get a tuberculosis test um, before I can go on chemo to make sure that you don't have that well the interesting part about getting a tuberculosis test is you have to be off of steroids for a couple of weeks I think two weeks it was before I could get the tuberculosis test And then, so that was the route I was considering, you know, no other options, didn't know what to do. And so had to get off of steroids for a couple of weeks. then once that happened, I got the tuberculosis test. And then I think that's like a three-day window or something. Okay, I got cleared for that. And then they wanted to schedule my my chemo treatments. And everything in my gut, uh, as much as my gut was hurting, was telling me this is not right. You know, this is not where we want to go. And I uh, always say it was really God's grace that uh, my brother, who was letting me die a slow death, this had been going on for three months now. You know, he finally chimed in and called and said, "Hey, you know uh, where you're located?" He goes, "I was riding the rodeo circuit. My brother used to ride bulls in Saddle Bronx." And he said, "I was riding through there like 10 years ago, and I saw this chiropractor." And I was like, "A chiropractor? How's that going to help me?" He said, "Well, he..." doesn't really do adjustments he practices natural medicine and so that was the interesting part something i never even considered and of course my ex was very familiar with this because coming from seattle just didn't know that was really available in our area So we called up this chiropractor that my brother had seen 10 years earlier, didn't even know if he was still in practice or around or anything like that, but he was. And he does practice natural medicine, which depends on the state. That's not the case for every single state. Some states, they're they're only allowed to do adjustments. Some states, they're allowed to practice natural medicine. Can't prescribe medications or anything like that, but they can give you supplements. And so went to him, and the very first day I saw him, you know, the first thing he told me, he did some tests on me, and he's like, "Oh, you've got a couple of parasites," and he picked that up immediately. Uh, which apparently none of the IV, IV, uh, or the IV antibiotics, or regular antibiotics, or anything else, everything I took had not killed them off. So he was like, "I'm going to give you um, some supplements to take, and we'll see if we can't kill these off within um, within two weeks." that's what we need. And I was just thinking at that time, I was like, I don't know if I can make it two more weeks. That sounds terrible. But uh, because this had been three months now and three months of just excruciating pain. uh, I just didn't think I was going to make it through any of that Uh, mentally, physically, I didn't think my body could handle any more, any more of that pain. And sure enough, uh, I walked out that day with 45 supplements. He wanted me to take 45 supplements a day uh, because he's like, this is what you need. Not only do you, we need to kill parasites, but he's like most of your organs are not functioning properly or, or you know, trying to shut down or he's like, so we got to get them supplemented because I, at this time I couldn't hold in any nutrition. I couldn't hold in food or water or anything because my colon was so diseased that I just I couldn't absorb any nutrition. So I was completely malnourished, completely sleep deprived. And then on top of that, I had zero appetite. Every time I drank water or ate something, I would end up in the bathroom, couldn't hold it in. So then to take 45 pills would literally take me all day pretty much to to choke those down. I I couldn't even swallow. It didn't matter how much water I put in my mouth or anything. And it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible, but I'd forced down 45 pills a day and for the next two weeks it was absolutely a miracle because uh, right around the two-week mark all of a sudden the cramping and the pain and everything that had just been killing me every day just stopped like literally just stopped and went back to see him and he's like yep he goes I'm not I'm not picking up the parasites anymore i think we killed those off he goes i think that's what was really causing the the cramps and um, all the pain and discomfort and everything else inside there and he goes you might be able to start healing now and at that point from there is where i i gained my appetite back and you know because i wasn't in so much pain i just was hungry i was very hungry (laughs) and so uh to the point to where i started to eat probably 5,000 calories a day. And I didn't gain a single pound for three weeks. But I could eat and I could actually hold in the food and it didn't kill me. It it didn't make me worse. I, I felt like I was getting more energy and feeling better, but did not gain a single pound for three weeks. I ate uh, two breakfasts, two lunches, two dinners, snacks. I would wake up in the middle of the night and just be hungry. I mean, practically starving to death and is what I felt like. I was just constantly eating. And, and the doctor was like, well, look, that's just <clears throat> your body trying to make up for lost time. He goes, it's, it's consuming so much, it's probably burning all 5,000 calories, which is why you're not gaining weight. He goes, your your body just needs to consume right now. The other weird thing was, is I started to crave coconut oil, <laughs> which was weird um, because I I just started to um, actually I could eat spoonful uh, spoonfuls of coconut oil, which right now would completely gag me, make me sick. But I think also my body was so depraved it must have it just kn- knew I needed that apparently. But I could take a scoop with a spoon and just eat it. And it tasted really good to me at the time. But again, I wouldn't recommend that now. But uh, And I'd only eat a couple of spoonfuls a day, but uh, that was, I guess, a a good form of medicine for me. And sure enough, I I saw uh, four other natural doctors over the time. Ultimately, it took me about a year to recover. It took me a year to recover, um, 100% natural zero medication, zero surgery. I still have all of my organs today. And, and it's been 10 years now, 10 years. And I've never had a single sign or symptom or issue related to that. Uh, and I haven't taken any medications. Uh, I haven't even taken Advil or Tylenol in the last 10 years, because I also know how damaging those are to your gut and all the new information that comes out about that stuff. But I've just refused to take any pharmaceutical grade medication since then. But the interesting part is is that I haven't even had the cold or the flu in the last 10 years. I don't get sick. And and one of the reasons I truly believe that is because of diet. Um, And whenever I was coming back, I went on the blood type diet, which was one of the doctors recommended to me. And if you don't know your blood type, then it's hard to follow the blood type diet. But if you do know it, you know, there's A, B, A, B, and uh, B, I guess. Yeah, B blood types. So I'm an A, and that's where I learned I was a vegetarian. Uh, that is the vegetarian blood type, or the O. The O is the, um, the carnivore. The Bs and the ABs are more game game meat uh, and dairy, which is interesting. But um, yeah, O's are carnivores and A's vegetarians, which was devastating to me because I thought I, I never want to give up meat or beef. I grew up on this stuff. Now, the interesting part was, is that I had dealt with acne from 14 years old up until 33. You know, I, I it wasn't as bad uh, in my adult age, but I still had breakouts from time to time which was strange to me, but uh, the one thing I noticed was whenever I was sick and I had nothing in my system, as bad as I looked, I had the cleanest, purest complexion. Uh, not a single blemish, and not a single blemish the whole time. Now, whenever I started to recover, not only was I craving uh, coconut oil, but I was craving ground beef as well. And so I started to eat ground beef every day, um, because I think my body just again wanted the protein and the fat, and then I started to break out again. Well, one of the doctors that I was meeting with started to tell me he's like, well, look, you know, you're an A blood type, which all that means is A it's, blood type diet is not a weight loss diet. It's more of a immune system diet. It's made to build up your immune system. So you you're eating foods that that are easily digested by your blood type. And what that means is that if you follow it 80% of the time, they say 80% of the time, you're gonna keep your immune system functioning at a very high level. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, guess what? All the meats uh, except chicken and turkey. Chicken and turkey are neutral, so it categorizes your foods into three categories, which is helpful, harmful, or neutral. Uh, Chicken and turkey are neutral, so it wasn't saying I had to be a full vegetarian, but also, you know, instead of eating beef every day, maybe eat beef once a week. And that took me a little time to grasp because I was always, I, I love my my beef, my brisket, my steak. And, uh, but the interesting thing was, is whenever I decided to cut that out and give it a try, my face immediately cleared up. And I think that's one of the byproducts is again, you know, a blood type diet, which works well with your digestion, which, which works well with your immune system, you know, uh, was telling me that I don't digest meat, red meat as well, you know, things that are uh, really complicated to break down. My body just doesn't handle them as well and then that could lead up to backup in your system, you know, if you're not um, keeping things moving, you could say, then then that backs up in your system and for me that's that was my main form of detox apparently was through my face and that's what would make me break out. But since doing that, then everything cleared up. Um, Never any issues there really ever again. I don't break out now. Uh, And so, but it was something I never thought I would do, which is cut out beef. And I ended up cutting out beef altogether. I followed that diet very strictly for five years. And the reason I did it for five years is because I had heard that they consider cancer patients cured if they are five years in remission. So that was just kind of like my benchmark. I was like, if I can be in remission for five years, I'm going to consider myself cured. So I followed that blood type diet pretty strictly for those five years, even not eating ketchup. Like ketchup was on my bad list. So, you know, that was it. And I was like, no ketchup for me. Uh, and that's how strict I was on it. No tomatoes, no salsa. I mean, love chips and salsa, but just meant cutting out a few of those things. Now that, that, wasn't fun in the beginning but again just like anything else just like with video just like with getting your license or door knocking or cold calling or whatever it is you you start out doing it's always going to be awkward and more difficult in the beginning it's just a matter of whether you stick with it or not and work past that awkward phase and then things start to become second nature and for me it was tough i you know to cut out beef and change diet and not eat ketchup and salsa but I just learned to work around it. And before too long, I didn't feel like I was missing out. And what I also realized, though, is I enjoyed my health way more than I enjoyed eating chips and salsa uh, on a Friday night, you know, and I was just thinking uh, that short-term pleasure will keep me from my long-term gain of what I really want, which my, my, my biggest one at that time was just to be healthy healthy. That was it. I wasn't thinking about money, uh, anything else. Uh, I was just trying to be healthy. And you know that changed my whole perspective on, on business as well. Now, the thing is, is, I had a job at that time and I ended up losing that job with the pharma company. I was with them for almost eight years. And I lost that because after 90 days, they wanted me to come back to work after my medical leave, but I wasn't physically able to do that. And, and so that's whenever I learned I was probably never going to have a job again. So in my recovery, I had to start a business, um, a financial services business. And that's where I started to work with teachers on their retirement planning. Uh, I started working school hours. So I thought this was a great way for me to not overstress, not overwork. Uh, I only met with teachers during school hours. So that was like nine to five. Um, but I'd only meet with three to five a day and that was really simple didn't really work evenings didn't work weekends didn't work summers didn't work two weeks for christmas a week for thanksgiving i was it was great it was perfect for the what i needed to recover get my feet you know back under me uh you know get stabilized again financially because the you know getting sick like that was a huge financial burden uh on me and and, and uh, you know my wife at the time and so but we were able to recover luckily we we had savings and everything else which really saved us through that so we didn't have to go into debt but you know it drained uh, quite a bit of our of our funds and so I had to rebuild and then starting a business of course that's always a little iffy in the beginning but you know I started to do really well from the beginning for that for the next five years but that's all I was focused on was uh really making sure my, my health came first and foremost, not overworking, not overstressing. And it was, I was extremely comfortable, extremely comfortable doing what I was doing. And I didn't have any real ambitions there to, to just try to become this mega superstar, this multimillionaire. It was just like, Hey, doing really well. I was working eight months of year, eight months of the year. Uh, My biggest year right before COVID, you know, was about 280,000, probably small to some, uh, a lot to others, but it was enough, you know, because I was working eight months and then I was traveling. That's whenever I started to travel the world and realize, you know, man, I've been to Iraq. I had gotten deathly ill. And I realized after all of that, I'd never been anywhere in my life. (laughs) I never visited Uh, uh, except Mexico, you know, from Texas and and Iraq. Like Iraq was the furthest I'd been away from home. And I'm like, I got to get to see all these other countries around here. And so I started to travel quite a bit and traveled to 24 countries inside of three years. And it was a great life, you know. And then COVID happened (laughs) and shut all the schools down. And, uh, you know, my business just kind of closed down. I had no idea what schools ever reopen. Would I go back to that way of life? I wasn't sure. I mean, nobody was sure about anything. Travel shut down. I quit traveling. So that's, that's where the change came. That's where the pivot happened uh, to move into real estate is because I was riding high there for five years. I was a hundred percent healthy, feeling great, I, especially traveling. When you travel to 24 countries, um, uh, several of them central and south america too i mean i would eat the food um i would have fun never got sick never got travelers you know what i uh, never got sick traveling and and uh <clears throat> so i knew my immune system was functioning at very high levels which was great and so you know the thing was is that here i was 2020 all that all that work last 5 years kind of like the the perfect scenario the perfect lifestyle and yep it was over it was over just like that and there i was just like everybody else sitting at home during the summer of 2020 going all right what's my next move and that's where i really had to dig deep and start to figure out what is my next move what what am i going to do and of course that's where my friends were coming to me. I have successful real estate friends, but <clears throat> I did not want to be a real estate agent. I will tell you that. <laughs> I did not want to be a real estate agent. Just wasn't something that was appealing to me. Uh, you know, I just, nope, didn't didn't want to do it. But, you know, whenever my other options started to fizzle out during the summer of 2020, which for those that know my story, um, and th- or actually those that don't know my story, I'll just say real quickly, uh, I spent over about two hundred and ten thousand um, dollars during the summer of twenty twenty to not be a real estate agent. That's how much I didn't want to be a real estate agent i bought I spent hundred and sixty thousand dollars on amazon stores uh, two Amazon stores invested almost eighty thousand each into two amazon stores, completely failed, bombed out <clears throat> and and I spent uh, about another. I, I bought into this mentorship seventeen thousand dollars, and then I bought into. Uh, I spent about twenty thousand in courses. I spent. I started to buy all these investment courses because I thought, well, if I'm gonna, if real estate's an option, I I would rather be an investor than a real estate agent. So I spent twenty thousand dollars on on investor courses, wholesaling, fix and flip, all this type of stuff. And what I learned in those courses was is that, uh, well, you've got a cold call and door knock and and send out postcard campaigns and you know find your find your sellers and get them talk them into 50% off of their I mean so I was like okay well that kind of sounds like being a real estate agent you know and that's that's why I didn't want to be the agent is because I was concerned about starting over and cold calling and door knocking and trying to establish my business and uh, be be this present be this presence in the in the community you know and I just I wasn't sure how or that I wanted to do that. Actually, I didn't want to do that, which is why I avoided it. But once I realized no matter what I started at that time, I had to start from the ground up, then I, I was just going to have to do the work regardless. But this is where I started to think differently and say, okay, is there a way I could actually attract business uh, versus pursue it? You know, And that's what led me down the path of YouTube which was just asking me that's myself that simple question but I asked it over and over and over again which is can I attract business can I attract business is there a way to do that and so that led me down the path of YouTube and of course uh, I mean the rest is history from there completely changed my life completely changed my business and it's just been a a huge blessing and you know and it's something that uh, I really enjoy doing as well but now Health is still first and foremost for me. It's still the first thing I do in the morning. It's what I do throughout the day whenever I eat my meals. Uh, It's something uh, in the evenings I think about. I mean, it is a central part of what I'm doing, and it's what allows me to function at high levels. Now, for the last five years, or actually before 2020, I had a a perfect work-life balance. Perfect. Perfect. You couldn't ask for anything more, at least in my opinion. I had a teacher's schedule, but five times the teacher's income. You know, so to me, that was that was the dream job. But now uh, I'm not in. I don't have that convenience right now. I'm I'm rebuilding. I'm rebuilding, and despite the success we've had so far, I still feel like we're building and we have a little bit more to go. Now we're getting the right people in place, the right team members and systems and processes that I'm getting closer and closer to be, to being where I wanna be, which is a little bit more of the hands-off role on uh, day-to-day operations, which will allow me to spend even more time in content, which is where I ultimately wanna live. And, and that's what I need to do. But we've got some great team members in place, they're really getting a grip on everything, and so you know I think that day is going to be coming soon, and you know hopefully maybe even by the end of the year. So now expanding, investing in property, investing in multifamily, which is uh, another dream of mine and something that I've been able to expand and and grow into. But you know these these long days and and the hours and the travel as much as we. Um, I've been going to conferences as well like last I mean I spent an entire week this last week in Vegas um, Three podcasts and three speaking events I mean in, inside of one week but I'm able to do that and come home and get back on track on Monday and do everything that I did yesterday because I I feel good I'm healthy and and I have the energy so now yesterday morning and today was a little, It was a little tougher to get out of bed just because time change again, I mean, that that two hours will throw you off. And then, um, but already adjusted back and back at it, but I know that's a foundation of my health and that allows me to continue to do that. And I know whenever it's time to back off a little bit of that heavy workload later on, that I'll still continue to focus on my health and just continue to work on building my business and, and doing everything I can to be physically mentally and spiritually strong so so that is uh, my my little rant today on on why health is so important and you know whatever it is you're struggling with know that uh, I've I've been there I don't know if what I, if what I've been through is worse or not as bad as what you're going through but uh, most of the time it, what I went through was, I mean, it was horrific. And what's interesting is every time I talk about this, especially on stage or something like that, somebody will come up to me afterwards, at least one person every time and says, thank you for sharing that part of your story because I struggle with this, or I've got, you know, my spouse struggles with this, or my kids struggles with this, or, you know, and so they're asking questions and looking for answers. And it's its really great to be able to help people on that on that front as well. So I think it's it's key to include these types of uh, scenarios and, and discussions um, out there, so that we can help people in all areas. And so you know, if you haven't been through, well, Iraq, if you haven't been through a major digestive disease, and if you haven't lost your entire business, your dream business uh, in COVID, if yet ha- if those things haven't happened, then just know that you're in a better off situation <laughs> and, and if you don't feel like you're where you want to be, then, then you've got a head start and you, you just have to work towards the, the goals you want and, and uh, it could be worse. I mean, that's, sometimes we have to put those things in perspective and say, oh, well, it's not as bad as uh, this tough time I went through. And if you haven't gone through seriously tough times like that before, then that's where you have other people's stories, stories and experiences to reference. And to say, oh well, I I remember somebody went through a lot worse than I'm going through right now. So if they made it through that, then then I can make it through this. Sometimes we just have to remind ourselves those types of things. Um, just like going to Iraq and seeing a war worn torn uh, worn torn third world country. I mean, and the way people live, and then we you know we come over here and people complain about. America. And it's like, well, have you seen other parts of the world? Uh, I mean, and the way some people live or they're forced to live or um, I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. I mean, uh, that put a lot of things in perspective for me at a very young age. So something that I'm very grateful for the opportunity, the time we live in, the country we live in. And, you know, we have the opportunity to take control of our health, our wealth our, uh, you know, spiritual situation. I mean, we have the freedoms to do that. So it really comes down to our choices and what we choose to do. And will you choose short-term pleasure over long-term gain? I'm playing, I'm trying to play the long game on everything, everything. I believe I can live till 120 and maybe who knows with, with medicine and technology, the way it's going, well, that may be on the short side. So the way I see it, I'm only one third of the way through my life right now. One third. Uh, so I still got two thirds, a majority of my life left to go. And I, I truly believe 120 will be at least, I may be undershooting, who knows? I mean, with AI and everything else, uh, could be interesting over the next 20 years to see what happens. But, you know, we've grown just in the last five years, I believe, they say more than the last 100 years. Um, so that's that's the compound effect. I mean, medicine, technology, these types of things are, are compounding at an astonishing rate now. And AI and, and Web3, all this stuff is just helping it compound even more. So who knows, it's gonna be very interesting to see what comes out over the next 20 years, and and it's it's a really interesting time. But you know, for me, health is first and foremost that if my health is in order, then I know I can pretty much handle everything else. And uh, that's just something that I encourage you today as well. If you're not exactly where you wanna be wealth-wise, maybe start with your health and make sure that is in line. And if you're not where you wanna be health-wise, then, then you probably just haven't learned what you need to learn yet which means you just need to seek out some more information. You know, whether that's increasing endurance, uh, reducing body weight, uh, increasing shape, maybe you're happy, you know, getting more whatever the situation may be. You just have to look at it and the answers are out there. You can hyperlearn health very quickly. Do some studying, watch some YouTube videos, read some books over the next 30-60 days and um, and you will be you'll be well on your way. Well, Chrissy, anything, uh, anything you want to add in there? I know. Hey, hey, man, I, I love your,
1: love your room here about health and wellness. You know, I'm in real estate and also wellness. You know, um, a lot, a lot of us being you know, being a uh, real estate uh, practicing, we don't take care. We realize we don't need our body. We do need our bodies to go out and perform, just like an athlete. You know, when an athlete blows a knee out or blows a shoulder, their career is over with. And you know, I, I do a lot of studying on the wellness industry, and the World Obesity Organization saying in the next ten to twelve years, we're going to have a major issue. Um, it's going to be worse than coronavirus. But what it's saying is about four billion people are going to be impacted with obesity and all the chronic illnesses because we, as a nation, you know, are not taking care of our bodies and you know, getting real food. That, that's the um, thing. You know, a lot of people, you know, we eat the fast food. You know, that don't have any nutrients. And I always ask people, you know, where, where are they getting their nutrition from? Because most people, you know, they're eating fast food, they're eating on the go, and they're not eating real food. So that's where the body is starving. Just like the, the body is just like a car. You know, a vehicle needs a uh, tune-up, or change, and need maintenance. And a body needs maintenance too, but we're not getting real food. And a lot of the toxic stuff around us, it could be our deodorant, it could be our water. And see, well, wellness is a, is a lifestyle, being aware of everything. And when you do that, it'll help you live long. My mother would be 85 uh, in October, and that's what I'd done with her to get her to 85, is all of her brothers and sisters are dead. She's the only one living out of the seven. But she'd done something 20-so years ago. Um, I started taking charge, getting involved with that. as far as water filtration system, air treatment system, eating quality food, you know, high-quality fruits and vegetables, taking high-quality supplements. Being aware of the air in their home, being aware of the people, the movies, the music, all that stuff impact you, and, and you got to be in the right soul if you want to prosper. And, it's, and it says only three to five percent of the whole world lead a healthy lifestyle. So, so in reality, we have a lot of people that's hurting health wise. And I like what Les Brown says too. You know, he, when he got prostate cancer, he said one sickness could wipe you out. And i seen that with a real estate agent here. She was a top producer here in this area. She had been in practice about thirty over 30 years, and she got sick, and that was the end of her real estate business. And we had to really get involved with nutrition and water and people, and that's the most important part of real estate is us. We, we are the most valuable piece of property. And if that is not maintenance and taken care of, the other stuff won't matter. But I just love
0: what you're sharing, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's great, Chris. Thanks. Thank you for sharing. And your number one asset is your ability to earn income. <laughs> and and if you're sick, uh, that could be impacted in a serious way. And that's you know that what happened. That's what happened to me at 33. And uh, I was unable to earn income during that time. And that's what I also learned this time around is that I didn't have the right systems and processes and leverages in place as well, which if if you get removed from your business and your business stops, you don't have a business, you have a job. Uh, and you probably just work for yourself. And, and so it, you have a business whenever you can be removed and it keeps working and it keeps producing. And you should set that up as much as possible for these exact same situations. But I, I agree with Chris 100%. You know, it's uh, I've I follow a lot of stuff with Gary Brecka. I'm on uh, the 10x Health System protocol right now, which really changed, uh, really took me to the next level as well, with getting my genetics and my blood tested. So genetics uh, to know what 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 insufficiencies I had just in my genes. Which you know, the thing is, is that you can eat all the all the food you want but if you don't have the right genes to to turn the what he likes to call raw materials which raw materials are just vitamins and minerals if you don't have the the right genes to convert those raw materials into what your body uses you could be deficient and whenever i first tested with him as good as i have felt and i'm as healthy as i've ever been and i'm in my 40s i'm 43 now but when i met gary last year I was 42 years old, and I thought I was in pretty good shape. And when he tested me, he's like, "Ah, you're probably functioning at about 60, 50, 60% of your potential." He's like, "But I'm going to get you on the right supplements, not medications, but the right supplements uh, based on your genetics and your blood tests to get you up to that 100%." And it was a a huge change, a drastic change that I saw just within 30, 60 days just getting on the right supplements instead of over supplementing instead of cause I was that type of person. Every time I heard of a new supplement or, you know, a new thing, this is the new thing, you know, um, to make you better. I'd be like, I just add it to my regimen. But the thing is, is like, I, I may be getting what I need from food regardless, but I may not be getting what I need from the rest of it based on my genes. So even something simple like that, but, uh, I haven't drinking tap water in I mean years. But I know that's something that, you know, Gary brought up the other day too is he said um there is zero amount of safe fluoride and chlorine, period, that you should be ingesting in your in your body. Zero. But yet it's in in the tap water. That's what treats the tap waters. So, you know, he said just by doing that, it, cutting out tap water, um Getting rid of seed oils. This is something else I'm also looking into a lot right now. But pretty much easy to eliminate if you eliminate a lot of processed foods, seed oils, canola oil, um, sunflower oil, all that stuff. If 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 you if you pick up a bag of healthy chips, so to speak, and it's got sunflower, canola, um, any seed oil other than avocado or coconut oil, then it's it's. Not good, highly processed, highly, highly uh transformed, not not good for you at all. Uh very rancid. He said that and then also eating inorganic fruit. Those are the three things you could change today that will drastically change your health. Um, you know, which is cutting out tap water, getting rid of seed oils, and then stop buying inorganic fruits. He uh he just said there was a new study recently that they they uh got strawberries, all kinds of strawberries from different supermarkets and squeezed them. They pressed the strawberry, uh, the juice out of the strawberries and there was enough leftover and residue pesticides for them to respray crops with. That's how heavy the, the chemical content was in those inorganic fruits. And now if you ever walk into the supermarket and you see all those nice shiny apples, like even apples, you know, they have that wax coating on them. Um, And so and that's why the inorganic or the organic ones are small and and not as shiny because they're organic. I mean, we're not supposed to have these ginormous, you know, super shiny apples. That's just not the way you don't find them in nature that way. So they, they modify and do these types of things and just all that stuff adds up. Now, it could affect people in different ways. Yes, um, you could be the 95 year old smoker and drinker and outlive everybody, and I do that. I think that's just genes, but I wasn't that way. I was a lot more susceptible to <laughs> my environment, so I didn't have the immune system at the time. I didn't have the genes uh, for me to just do whatever I want whenever I wanted. But yeah, is there is there people out there that eat whatever they want and never gain a pound? Yep. Do you have that grandpa that smoked you know, every day and still kicking at 95? Yeah, probably, but <clears throat> few and far between. Uh, but at the same time, for the rest of us that are, don't have those types of genes, I think it's just you want to be very mindful of what you're consuming and, and how you're doing that. And just the education and the study and the, the research that's coming out now is great. And I love the fact that there's a lot of people out there that are able to talk about this now you know so it's just some things that you want to consider but in order to to uh enjoy your wealth i believe to its fullest and if that's what we're working towards i think we're all working towards freedom now whatever that is for you that's your definition but i think we're all working towards freedom which means we're not worried about money we're able to do the things we want to do and, you know, we're, we're comfortable, we're comfortable with either the income that we've built up or the amount of money in the bank or, uh, the passive income we built, whatever the case may be. Once we get to that point, that's, that's true freedom, uh, because then we're, we're able to really do everything we want to do and not worry about how the bills are going to get paid. But if you're not healthy, what's the point? You know, if you can't enjoy that, uh, I could have been, I could have been the richest person in the world. And that time when I was 33, it would not a single penny would have mattered to me. Except, I mean, I could have, I wouldn't have worried about money for all the medical treatments. But still, if I would have went to, to see all the traditional doctors, they would have told me the same thing. But I was able to venture out and you know find different paths. But I just know that at that time, I was all I was concerned about was getting better. I uh, wasn't concerned about what car I drove, what house I lived in. Um, you know, what the neighbors thought of me, I was just trying to get better. And it was survival mode. So, Anyways, that's... Hey,
1: uh, hey, hey, hey yeah. Levi, it's Chris. You were sharing about the water and also the uh, shower, the shower filter. Um, I got a chance to talk to Dr. Batmangelo before he died. who got the. He's got a website called watercure.com. But also, you didn't want to put a shower filter on your shower. That's more important, they say, than your drinking water because your skin is the largest organ in the world. And when you shower, that goes into your hair, into your skin, and you can buy those filters off Amazon. Uh, they're about fifty bucks, but that that's also important. And also on that organic fruit, they if you might see it, there's a new thing, appeal, A uh, P E L. There's a new as an organization that's trying to uh, put a coating around organic produce to make it last the shelf life last longer. And uh, Bill Gates is one of the big investors in that appeal. If you go to the grocery store and see that appeal sticker on an organic product, but they're, they're, um, you constantly have to be watching your food, and uh, you can also, as an app, UKA, where you can scan different products at the store if you're buying cookies or something, and it'll tell you if that product is good or bad, then also it'll give you four or five alternatives. But they, 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 these food companies know people are getting more aware with all the apps and all these social rooms. They're, they're gonna get sneaker and sneakier with uh, content in those products. So if, if you really want to be healthy, you have to be have self-awareness all the time. Because I, I bought my son some organic ice cream. Everything on the box was correct. It had no GMO, no uh, all, all the perfect things. But the one thing it had was 18 grams of sugar. And that's, that, in his little hand, that's about two or three scoops. So every time he eats that, it's like eating three or four teaspoons of sugar. And that, those are the things people don't understand about food. Because most of your stuff out there is loaded with sugar. And sugar ignites all those chronic problems. It's like throwing fuel on the fire. Even if you go to some of these things that the hospital hold, hold these uh, cancer runs, and they have Gatorade and candy and cookies right outside of that event. So you really have to be self-aware and start um, making it a part of your process of learning. Just like real estate, uh, investing in real estate, you got to learn the whole game. It's not just one thing that will make you successful. Thank you.
0: Yeah, great point. All right, well, I'm coming up on a to close out. But, yeah, Chris, appreciate you jumping in here and uh, giving that input. What's funny, too, is on that, uh, you know, Brecca, Gary Brecka said this the other day. Is he was like, look, he was talking about diabetes. And he goes, he goes you want to keep someone diabetic? Um, he said just I would feed them everything that's on the American Diabetes Association website, that breakfast. He's like, they recommend for breakfast a big glass of orange juice, oatmeal, and um i don't know yogurt and fruit or something like that he said there's like a hundred grams of sugar in that thing immediately spikes their blood sugar guess what they got to do they got to get their their insulin and everything else to go on there so it's interesting what um, you know what can be recommended as safe out there and then uh yes atif you jumped on stage
2: hello hello something, good, morning.
0: good something to add
2: uh, I must have hit unmute by accident. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Good yeah, morning. How are you? Good. Yeah, I jumped on a little bit late. Just dropped off my kids, but I did appreciate. I think it was Chris's um, uh, Chris's comments about uh, food and things like that. And then Levi heard you talking about you know when you were 33, and of course I saw the video um, about your challenge during that time, that season of your life. Uh, about a year and a half ago my wife was actually bedridden for like a year Uh, so um, it was tough so when you when you say you know when you're talking about you would have given anything man I I know my prayers were heard because I would have given my own health for her to just have like you know a straight good month so I've seen I've seen somebody you know really down and out like that and nothing at that time mattered how many ex-girls I had nothing all that mattered was she was able to get up out of bed and take care of our kids. And, you know, um, you know, it was a tough time. So yeah, health is definitely wealth. And I think we take it for granted until it's too late.
0: Yeah. I definitely want to be proactive. And if you haven't had any health issues, you don't want them. Trust me. So (laughs) it's better to be proactive and, and start educating yourself, you know, stay in the gym and, and, um, man, just be mindful of what you eat. I mean, I believe diet is everything. I mean, if, if not 90% of everything. So, so there's a huge opportunity there. Yep.
2: Well, what I will say is this. So in December, um, I'm fairly healthy, been always fairly healthy. My two, my two passions in life have always been, since I was 21 has been real estate and health and wellness. And so I took a part-time position as a personal trainer just to be in the gym and the environment and that was all fun but the information and in our data and what we now know has grown so much in the last 10 years it's like so the he's the most challenging thing for a man and so and so at the end of last year man I had this in my body I wasn't feeling good. I was I'm
0: like, man, like, well, you know, 36 at the time. I don't want really this feeling radically. Hey, T., if we're losing yeah, you. You're cutting in and out.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's really, it's a bad reception. Might have lost you completely now. Well, all right. Well, uh, sorry, Atif. I, I don't know if you're able to. I'm about to close up shop, though. I've got a hard stop. I've got a jump, though. I really appreciate the conversation. Happy to continue this some other time, although I don't really hold rooms that often <laughs> on uh, health. But, you know, that's uh, always, I'm always open to discuss it regardless. But I appreciate Chris and Atif, your contributions, and you never know. Yeah, it looks like he's a a young man and a young family. So, you know, if that happened with his wife, again, whatever the situation was, we just never know. And so we want to be as preventative and proactive as possible, in my opinion. And that's what's going to translate into our business It's what's going to make us feel, um, you know, ready to take on the challenges that we have to face. And I think the better the better we are health wise, then then, you know, the better that we'll be on the wealth wise, and you'll get to enjoy it. So thank you for joining us today. And we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching at no cost, schedule a call at PassiveProspectingPartner.com.